Welcome, everyone, to the Mixtape Podcast as television, movies, entertainment are influenced by culture and heritages. We are here to discuss, we are here to celebrate, and we're here to represent. I am still Robert <laughs> Rivera. Still me. Just what you see is what you get. Sorry. And I'm... Danielle Isaya, also still. Uh, in this episode, we're talking DC, the world of DC comics. I'm really excited to kind of jump into our beloved superheroes. Some of us are big nerds, so we're Superman fans and Batman fans and Wonder Woman fans, all the fans from the DC comic world. So we're really excited to jump in and, and discuss representation, misrepresentation, the goods, the bads, uh, where we've, you know, our first uh, interactions with DC, all the good stuff. So, Rob, give us your quick take on this episode. My quick take is real quick. Okay. It is DC needs more respect. Marvel is hogging. Mar Marvel's hogging the industry. It's time for DC to get some respect. If if the only place it can get respect is on this podcast, then so be it. Some respect on my name. I like that. Are you going to ask what my quick take is? <laughs> so I'm joined today by Donnie. There you are. Still. Yeah. Um, you, you cut out. Did wait, I? Wait, you're next to me. Okay. Um, Donnie, what is your quick take? My quick take is I am, uh, I believe in the DC universe when we're talking about representation, black, brown, Asian, Pacific Islanders, there needs to be more growth in the DC universe, all right? However, I love what DC has given us. As I was re researching for this podcast, I really grew uh, more of an affinity for DC and what they've done, particularly for our female superheroes. So if you're familiar at all with the D DC universe, with the MCU, you'll know that there is a, a lack of female representation and so I applaud DC, and I specifically applaud them for giving us Wonder Woman. In a male-dominated genre, she slay all day. I just love me some Wonder Woman. So quick take, there needs to be more, but I am grateful for what they've given us, um, particularly Wonder Woman. We'll talk more about representation in DC Comics um, as the show goes on, but for now, let's press rewind on this episode of Mixtake. Donnie, can you give us a little bit of background as it pertains oh. to DC? Like, tell us a little bit about DC. Oh, For those oh. that have never heard of DC before, what, what are we talking about? Okay, so DC Comics was first released in 1934. For you comic book nerds and buffs, you'll know that this was about five years prior to Marvel's release. Uh, DC was first published under the name National Allied Publications, which as I was looking at this, I'm like, oh my goodness, their acronym was NAP. Who wants to take a nap when they're reading? No, you know, you want people to be engaged. So it makes sense that they rebranded in the 70s to DC Comics. Um, it was 1977. And the inspiration for the name change came from their popular series, Detective Comics. DC, which featured Batman. So that's a little bit about the name. So DC Comics is Detective Comics Comics. 
Detective Comics Comics. No redundancy there. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. What's your relationship to DC Comics? Like, what has DC Comics meant to you? Oh, this is a good right. one. Yeah. So I think, uh, you know, born in the 70s, our childhood, my childhood wow. was in the 80s. Ooh. I know I'm a viejita. I'm an old <laughs> lady. Um, uh, my first uh, kind of interaction was with, uh, if you guys remember the old Batman series, where it was like the pow, bam, boom Batman with like the shark repellent <laughs> on his belt or like the <laughs> odd random things that one might need in a, a pinch he always seemed to have readily available. So that was my first uh, exposure to Batman. Absolutely loved him. Loved Batman and I loved Robin. Um, fast forward to... Uh, 2017's Wonder Woman. Now, I really loved uh, several of the individual films in DC. I, I didn't, I've never really loved them as a unit. So Fair. I think where Marvel excels is the longevity of the storytelling sure. and how mm -hmm. they kind of all interweave and it's a more consistent universe. It, it's not entirely consistent, but there's a lot more consistency or thought out planning. Where on the DC side, it's almost individual standalone you know they should be chapters in a book but it really kind of feels like its own thing on a shelf like over here and shelves over here um i love what they did with wonder woman i love that she is um super you know she's she's powerful she's dynamic i also love the um uh christian bale batman trilogy all time you know i mean not just even in the superhero genre but just in film in general from storytelling to thematics, to casting, I, I think it was just absolute brilliance. So, there, you know, like as a whole, I, I love what they've given us, you know, the, the nostalgia of Batman growing up, um, the, the Michael Keaton Batman, I, I absolutely loved as well. Um, and I know this isn't a super popular opinion, but I actually like um, Superman. Ooh, so hot take. <laughs> That's very popular opinion, I think. Is it? Okay. Yeah, people love Superman. Right? Don't they? I, I, even now, the Reeves films. No, I those loved. are the ones that people love. I oh, think yeah. I think people have an issue with Man of Steel. I had no issue with Man of Steel. No, Man of Steel is amazing, I think. I loved it. Yeah. Absolutely loved yeah. it. I mean, where uh, I would I would have cast like a different Lois Lane and, you know, okay. some side characters would have okay. would have been different. But the storyline, who some, they cast for Superman. Amy, Amy Adams hate. I, <laughs> I mean, I love me some Amy, Amy Adams. Uh, Alien, like, or sorry, not Alien. Uh, Arrival. That's a Arrival great Arrival was that phenomenal. Is a great movie. She slayed. Yes. Um, but as like a Lois Lane, you know, I don't. It didn't, you're right. I think, think the chemistry, I think there was a, <clears throat> a chemistry issue between her and Henry Cavill. Now that you say that, that's probably like nail on the head. It just like was not yeah. there. Also, uh, Lois Lane is supposed to be like this really strong, opinionated journalist that like digs for the truth. And you don't necessarily th like she generally plays more of like a meek, mild um, kind of sweet woman, not necessarily like a strong, bold, brave. Yeah. Let me get up in your face. So so that's that's my kind of history with uh, with the D.C. world. How about you? What's D.C. meant to you? Over well, the years? it's it's similar. We're, we're in the same generation. You probably can't tell if you're if you're watching this that um, oh boy I'm the older one. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just messing around. Um, but he, he uh, is the older one though. I, I am the older one. Yes. <laughs> um, but same like 
I didn't. First of all, let me just clarify. I did not grow up in the '60s. I watched the rerun of those oh, Batman of course. shows. Yes. And as as a grown up, I recognize the brilliance of that show. It's it's satire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I think it's on purpose satire. But as a kid, it was just cool or whatever. Yeah. It's it's a brilliant show. Um, what DC did really well was introduce me to a bunch of their characters. As a kid, I watched the cartoon mm. The Justice League mm-hmm. or okay. Super Friends or whatever yeah. it was called. Yeah. And I was introduced to Martian Manhunter and Green Arrow and and uh, Green Lantern, Flash, all of those characters. And they're all so cool. They're amazing. Yeah. They're amazing. So as, as a young boy, I remember collecting the toys. I remember um, Christmas one year being really excited opening up my opening up the box and the batmobile i i it was there was the batmobile in there oh, blue man. um like open what what do you call it like not a not a convertible but it's like yeah, just the top the top is open yeah, whatever yeah. um had a little batarang out front so oh that's so cool so for me i had the little figures i saved up do you remember did you ever do this, like collect proof of purchase on the on the cereal boxes and then mail it in and get something? Oh yeah, yeah. The uh, QR codes or what, whatever, whatever thing yeah, on the back. Yeah, the or, little. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they mailed Clark Kent, oh, like cool. a Clark Kent toy to me. Um, so I was just all in. <clears throat> like you, when I saw uh, 1989, Tim Burton's Batman with Michael Keaton, that blew my mind to see kind of a, this rebranding of Batman in my mind. I know the comics had kind of gone there already, but I wasn't familiar. So seeing a dark and gritty Batman in this wacky, still comic book feeling world, it didn't feel realistic, but it was definitely dark. Mm-hmm. That was great. Of course, you mentioned the Dark Knight trilogy. Also amazing. Um, the old Superman movies. I remember watching that as a family. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's all this to say that DC caught my attention as a young boy and kept feeding me these great things. Yeah. Um, And so I have a bias. When the DC universe started, I understand that the DC universe is is weaker. And I think you you nailed it when you said um, the continuity and and the overall storytelling has not been there. Yeah. And the movies have not always been perfect, but there's still elements of the movies that, that I love because I've been following these characters um, since I was a kid. So to mm-hmm. see Superman and Batman, I know the movie is flawed, but to see them in, in, in movies together uh, was really cool. Yeah. So I'm not here to defend the movies to anybody who hates the DCEU movies. I'm just here to say I've loved these characters for a long time, and to see them on the big screen has been exciting. So we'll talk mm-hmm. more I guess about that moving forward, but that's my relationship with them. So, I love it. Yeah, yeah. And going back to childhood. Oh, oh, I also want to say. Yeah. Um, I did. I don't even want to like think about why, but yeah, I watched the Wonder Woman show as a kid. Oh, I was just gonna say, and going back to childhood, Wonder Woman show, absolutely. Yep. And like, as you know, you had Batman toys. I had. Wonder Woman and Superman toys were oh, nice. like my jam. Oh, I had a Wonder Woman as well. <laughs> so I had you, the whole you, costume. You, and this sounds really bad, but just bear with me. If you <laughs> squeeze her legs together, she would like. Oh, the toy that you had. Yeah, yeah. Her oh, arms would come up, and and her bracelets would would cross. Yes. Would cross as if she's 
you know, blocking a bullet or something. Exactly. That's exactly her, her motion. Oh, my goodness. I love it. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, man. All right. See you next time. Oh, we still we haven't talked about anything. Just, <laughs> we we just, just talked about childhood. DC Love Fest here. Yeah. I love all of the nostalgia that DC brings up. So now that we've pressed rewind, let's go ahead and press play on this episode and discuss uh, the diversity in DC. So, Donnie, we've alluded to this already, but mm-hmm. let's just take kind of a quick look at some of the diversity that, that has jumped out to us okay. over the years mm-hmm. concerning uh, w- with the different DC um, shows and movies. When I talk about diversity or the lack thereof, what are some of the things that, that come to your mind right away? Yeah. Well, I would say one of the, the glaring things is that most of our superheroes, they're white and they're men. And so what that does to brown uh, children, and, or especially brown female children, is it doesn't give you um, an on-screen aspirational figure to be like, I want to be like that. You know, it's a, there's something powerful about as a kid having these mammoth figures to look up to, to aspire to be like. There's a reason why Superman has such a strong, true north. You know, you want kids. You as as these um, authors are, are writing and these artists are creating, they're wanting to kids to look up to somebody that's like absolutely amazing and doing stuff that's really powerful with. Um, with the what they've been given, and so if you don't have um, these these beings to look up to that look like you, have a story like you, sound like you, um, it becomes difficult to identify with, and you, you know those those aspirational things that you hope for, you don't necessarily get because you don't see somebody that looks like you or talks like you. And what's very interesting is even when uh, women are presented as superheroes. Oftentimes, they'll have a really dark and gritty path, past. So in the Marvel world, you think uh, Black Widow and Gamora. And um, in the DC universe, think Catwoman and Harley Quinn. They're, you know, for all intents and purposes, they're criminals. Uh, you know, their past is really colorful and, you know, all kind of things. Um, but then on the other side, the dominant male white side, they're heroes fighting for the American way, very like, again, you know, America-centric, not necessarily globe or world-centric. So um, I, I think in, in to, to sum it all up, DC has done some cool things, but like I said at the top of the show, so much more that needs to be done. What's your thought here on DC's kind of diversity, what they've given us and and maybe what they should be giving us? Yeah, I hate to sound like a copycat, but um, I definitely um, I definitely agree with that take that they have done some really cool things. What comes to mind is back in the 1960s, uh, in in the Batman television show, I I remember one season we we got Julie Newmar as, as Catwoman, mm-hmm. and then the next season we have Eartha Kitt, and Eartha Kitt is African American. She's a singer. Um, she was a pop, you know, like a a, a pop 
Like icon. Icon. Yeah. And she's brought into the show. But they recast Catwoman as black Mm -hmm. with no explanation. She's Mm -hmm. just Catwoman. Uh, so that was kind of interesting as a, as a kid, but it did, I think, what, what you're saying. It, ge- it gave now um, a, a, a different demographic, and it made her character relatable to a wider audience. Mm-hmm. Um, Cesar Romero was also uh, the, the Joker, and I remember growing up, that, that being kind of a point of pride in my family, pointing yeah. that out. Um, so it was, it was important. Uh, then when you get to Tim Burton's, like when I think about the Superman movies, maybe there was diversity. I don't remember any significant mm. di- diverse characters in the Christopher Reeves Superman movies. In the Tim Burton Batman movies, not a whole lot either. Um, interestingly enough, um, Harvey Dent, I was like, what is his name? Harvey Dent was played by Billy D. Williams, who was Lando Calrissian in Star Wars. So you had one black man, but when the series then was handed over to Joe Schumacher and he made the movies Batman Forever and Batman and Robin, and in Batman and For- Batman Forever, Harvey Dent was in it as Two Face, but he was recast um, as Tom Lee Jones. Right. So there was kind of that erasure. So what was kind of set up was was taken away, and I would have loved to have seen a Billy D. Williams yeah, two-face. Absolutely. What would that have looked like? Absolutely. I think pretty cool. Um, and so th- there's that. One thing that I thought was cool was the rebranding of Aquaman. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not only did they give us a, a non-Peter Pan-looking Aquaman. Yes. They gave us some eye candy. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> you took the but, words right out of my mouth, Rob. So Aquaman uh, is a you know, casting Jason Momoa in that role was a great idea. Genius. And then they gave him a different kind of backstory, so he is half Polynesian. Mm-hmm. What I would have loved is for them to take a little bit of the route that that uh, Wakanda Forever took and make right. Atlantis, give Atlantis more of a, a Polynesian kind of feel, Vibe. Pacific Islander feel, and give it some more culture rather than just he he's kind of the the outcast in in a way mm-hmm. you know he's not fully atlantean he's not fully so that part is kind of cool that he is mixed he is he lives as in two worlds literally two yeah worlds. as Ricky Padilla would say like you know in the hyphens yes and in the hyphen and then um so that's kind of him and he's trying to navigate and in a lot of ways he he has a vested interest in the you know earth the yeah. the whatever the la- the land people yeah. and in bringing peace underwater so that's a yeah. that's a cool piece there mm-hmm. um but it would have been cool to see some like polynesian would have been amazing something because there are separate like tribes in w- amongst the atlanteans so mm-hmm. it would have been very cool to see kind of a more polynesian yeah totally yeah. totally like. so um so th- this dceu does bring about some diversity. Of course, we we get the character cyborg. Um, we get. Um, I, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Of course, the the elevation of Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn plays mm-hmm. a, a pretty big role. Yeah. In this DC, and then Birds of Prey has a pretty diverse cast right. itself. Right. A lot of women. A lot of women and a lot of women mm-hmm. of color. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so those are positive things. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So I feel like it was tilted in, in, in the right direction. Yeah. Um, but you can see maybe there's a little bit of holding back because there's maybe, maybe, maybe there's fear of stepping on toes if you start re-envisioning the DCEU too much. Yeah. Well, even a film like Birds of Prey, you know, um, depends on the opinion uh, of the person that you're talking with, but some people had issues with the film because um, it seemed almost misrepresentative of women. Mm. So the whole thing starts with what a man did to her Mm. rather than kind of an intrinsic motivation to see a more just and beautiful and perfect world like Superman or Batman. It's like, I know what's right and I'm going to make it happen. For Harley Quinn, it's this guy drove me crazy. And so now I'm going to like just burn things and set yeah. things on fire. So for some women, it's like a very almost anti-feminist, anti-woman film. And it's like, oh, men had to <laughs> have written this or, you, you know, just putting women in, in this place of like, oh, y'all are crazy. And, and that's the only thing that motivates you to actually move and do something. Yeah, that's that's a tricky one because then you're messing with the actual character of Harley Quinn. Yeah. And that's who Harley yeah. Quinn is. And I really I think this is a passion yeah. project of Margot Robbie, this, that movie. Oh, I'm sure. So, um, but I hear you. They're also antiheroes. Absolutely. So they're Absolutely. not, they're, they're you know, well, you're, you're, so you're kind of rooting for them a little bit, but then you're like, uh, they're kind of shady. Well, I mean, Batman is the, the classic antihero. And Vigilante. Not anti-hero. Fair. Well, you know what? Actually, at the end, he's never called an anti-hero until. because he doesn't kill. But right. my guy causes a lot of destruction. Yeah. I and, mean. And there could be death in the destruction. That like, You know, we don't know what he's no going way. up. There's no way. Time. No, there, People are not dying from <laughs> those cars flipping and blowing up. In the, there's, they're fine. Ludicrous to they're think fine. of. And if they did die, he didn't kill them. The right. car crashed. It, it was incidental. You're right. You're right. You're right. Absolutely. Vigilante. I'm my kidding. Bad. <laughs> yeah, bad. but it is. It is definitely interesting to think about, like yeah. the storyline and mm. the backstory that is given to our female superheroes versus our male mm. superheroes, and what drives them to do the things that they do. Sometimes, again, can be a very, for women, almost anti. Again, anti-feminist. Mm. So, you know, I was. Uh, I watched a. Well, I didn't watch it. I listened to a podcast. Mm. That's what you do, right? You listen. I listened to a podcast on Spotify called Batman Unleashed. Yes, yes, yes. And playing Bruce Wayne slash Batman is Winston Duke. Now, Mm -hmm. Winston Duke plays M'Baku in Black Panther. Love that guy. Yeah. And does a great job voicing batman in that in that series very cool um i i get the feeling that his father thomas wayne is also played by a a black person i need to double check that whatever if i'm wrong i'm wrong right but my question is this i enjoyed that very much but we're only listening to his voice we're not seeing a black batman yes yes do you think diversity um should come in the form of race bending in other words changing the race to you know of, of characters that we already know and love like a black superman or a black flash or or latino or latina wonder woman or something like that right right or gender swapping so um taking characters that we know and making them making them female um or 
should DC give voice to lesser known or brand new characters of representation in the universe? In other words, take a character that is obscure, kind of like what Marvel did with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Give us characters we know, <laughs> few people have heard of and flesh them out. I think James Gunn is a guy who loves to do that. He did that with the Suicide Squad already. Mm-hmm. Takes characters we, we have no idea. Um, we have no idea who these characters were before we saw the movie. Anyway, yeah. I'm setting up the question forever, and, and it looks like you are ready. <laughs> I'm so ready. You are ready. I mean, ish. Unleash. <laughs> well, you know, the, this is the thing. I, I, I think, um, especially as Americans, we love options, right? Like, if you're at the supermarket and you're going down the chip aisle, it's not like a potato chip, like one thing. There's like, I don't know, 60 different brands of different, or maybe not brands, but 60 different types of chips and there's like different flavorings there's the lord's chips <laughs> um so what's what's interesting to me is that the um that there's a debate which one should we do and it's like well why don't we do them all <laughs> why why don't we do some race bending and see how a black man a black batman a black man, um, a black Batman would do. There was in a black man, wasn't there a movie <laughs> called Black Man at one point? Probably. I have no idea what it was about, but go ahead. Um, or a, a Puerto Rican um, Superman, or you know, fill in the blank. Why, why not have that? And if that's not your thing, that's not your cup of tea. That's Killer okay. Koki. Don't <laughs> like a new character. I like Kill, <laughs> Killer Koki. No, the Boricua. Yeah. So I, I think at, at the end of the day, I would say. Give me both and. Give us options, and if it's not for some, it's not for some, and if it is if it is for others, then it is for others. Um, this is what Michael B. Jordan has to say, who um, he plays Killmonger, he plays um, Creed in um, the new... Uh, uh, yeah, he's it? Adonis Creed in, in, in not Creed. A, it's not a remake, but what what is it from Rocky? It's a spinoff. Thank you. Spinoff from Rocky. This is what he has to say about... Uh, the topic of race bending. And I quote, it's important for people to see themselves in roles that they normally wouldn't see. What that does to the next generation, to a kid or somebody that didn't think that's something they could achieve, now they're thinking about it and dreaming about it. So to my earlier point of, all right, what's you know super important is that kids kind of see themselves on screen. It'd be awesome if they can see themselves in these roles of beloved characters that we've always had an affinity for if i see uh, a mexican playing wonder woman that is beautiful that's incredible and it's even on point too because of the dark hair the ivory skin and we're like amazon's just coming out of the womb like it totally makes sense so uh, again the race bending thing for for me isn't as big of an issue now i i do know that super like comic book heads people that grew up reading the comics have fallen in love with these characters there is an affinity for what they look like the personalities that they have the backstories they're invested so i I understand for those individuals this topic might be very one-sided like no i i don't want the race bending thing create new characters or develop existing characters that are representative of all their other cultures I will say to DC that they have failed the Latino community. 
while it was awesome to see a Pacific Islander like Jason Momoa in the film or in the role of Aquaman and uh, seeing an Israeli woman in the role of Wonder Woman. Awesome. But where are the Latinos? And I'm very excited for Blue Beetle, which we'll talk about it in just a little bit. So I think there's some effort that is is being made and there's a realization not just in the superhero realm but in hollywood that representation is important to moviegoers um, for women we're 44 percent of the people that go and see superhero films so have us up there put us in these you know these leading roles with with great stories and great writers and amazing actors so that's that's my uh, you know kind of initial inkling of this this race bending conversation. What's yeah. your what's your thought? Well, here's here's the thing that I appreciate about DC that Marvel doesn't do. This is what hmm. DC does better. Oh, okay. The, wow. Let's what, hear it. This is what DC does better. <laughs> better, 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 okay. better. Okay. They feel comfortable with kind of a multiverse reality what they would call more like elseworlds oh yes 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 like earth 2 earth 23 they don't even they don't even call it that they're not they have no intention of bringing these worlds together they just tell a story that takes place in a whole different context so that gives way for yes ben affleck is batman existed in the dceu outside of the dceu you have the batman Mm -hmm. okay Mm -hmm. Uh, with Robert Pattinson, all right, that has no connection to the to the DCEU. It's grounded in a different in a different in a more realistic way in a different universe. On top of that, you have the Joker in a completely different mm. world, and so we're gonna get Lady Gaga as Harley Quinn. So excited! I, so am I. Yo, that sounds great. Oh my goodness, I'm. I'm I think there's music stoked. in it too. I think we're gonna get some some Harley Quinn vocals. We yeah. better. Um, yeah, yeah, Lady Gaga, great. I, I enjoy, I enjoy her in film. Yeah. But with that being said, I think what you pointed out earlier makes perfect sense. We can get if, let's just say in the DCEU, they want to keep Batman white, they want to keep Superman. Maybe that's the place to introduce new characters of color mm-hmm. and weave them into the story mm-hmm. so there are uh black green lanterns right there's jonathan um what's his name um oh i forget the names but stewart there's a black there's yeah. jonathan stewart mm-hmm. or, or john stewart or jonathan stewart whatever like john stewart's the the talk show guy jonathan stewart uh of course you have um cyborg they can flesh him out a little bit more yeah. um so they've got some characters oh they have e- carl ellis as superman and uh, earth 23 Okay. He's, a, he's black Superman. Okay. And you know the the CW turned uh, made Wally West black. Yeah. Yep. There's listen. I know that that's kind of the race bending part, but whatever. Yeah. But if you wanted to go out on a limb, I think it would be pretty amazing to have another, you know, kind of an Elseworld story mm-hmm. with a mm-hmm. black Superman. Mm-hmm. Okay? It doesn't mm-hmm. have to connect just for the sheer purpose of saying how would audiences respond? I think people would embrace it 100 i think people would embrace it and i think it, it can be done give it a, a maybe a, a more urban feel here's the thing with superman mm-hmm. like he's not even from earth why does he have to be a white person yeah. you know what i mean like wh- yeah. why are we stuck on that so that's just who he is traditionally yeah. but i think these elseworld stories could give opportunity for dc to kind of experiment and and 
kind of go off the cuff, and if it doesn't work, they just scrap it. It doesn't affect their their little universe that they're creating. Um, yeah, you would think in a genre where there's flying people and super powered uh, beings that diversity would be welcome. Like Hulk is green, Gamora is green. There's a talk. Yeah, we raccoon. have green representation. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> like where the brown people? Like why is it such a thing? Yeah. That's like oh my goodness, it can't. Got this be. green privilege going on. <laughs> These <It's>, gringos. It, <laughs> It, that's so interesting, though, that, like, it's true. These other, like, colorful beings are accepted, but people that, that like, literally are neighbors are not acceptable to be cast into these roles. It's crazy. Isn't there a joke about Zoe uh, Saldana? Like, they always cover her up, with, whether it's Avatar, Gamora. Oh, she's poor thing. She is, like, green, blue. She's always a being and never just a woman who is super powered, like, it's just it's just wild to me that let's do something about that brown let's 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 make it green or or blue and you got so much going on girl yeah man any other thoughts about um about this idea i mean there's to be honest with you donnie like man i i'm going to answer my i'm going to answer the question of do i prefer new character well i kind of did already I would like to see some new some new characters. Mm-hmm. I think this is this is why I say that. I love Batman in every iteration. Could I get sick of Batman? I'm not sure. Mm. But it would be nice maybe to give me a break from Batman every once in a while and introduce new characters so that I miss Batman and you can bring him back in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. so I don't feel like every time there's a reboot, it's like, here's Batman again. I know he needs to come in at some point. He is, to me, is this a hot take? He's the greatest superhero of all time. Ooh, that's a big hot take. And it's not even close. Oh, really? It's not even close. So he's he's a distant one for you. You know what? He's number one in my books without superpowers. I would like to see you get on the top (laughs) of my list without superpowers. You can't because Batman's there. Man, that is a toughie. My all-time favorite superhero. So you would select Batman. Woof. Ay, ay, ay. Just say Batman. It's too hard. It's Batman. It's too you hard. You know it's Batman. Man, he's top You're trying, you're trying to create three. a hot take. Just <laughs> say, say what's on your heart. He's top three, I think. Maybe top five top for three. sure. For he sure. is top three. He's number one. <laughs> I just don't know. I mean, because you've got... You've got Superman, of course. Okay. I love Wonder Woman. Yeah. Well, then, um, if we're we're not yeah. just talking DC, right? We're su- talking everyone. Spider Man's great. I get it. Uh, yeah, you've got Spidey. You've got Miles Morales, Spidey. Then I I happen to love Iron Man, and part of that could be because I that's think, because of to- uh, Robert Downey. Uh, I think I think I Downey Jr. did like such a fabulous Agree. job. Agree. Uh, oh my goodness. Agree. I, Comics though, oof. boring. Like uh, to me, Iron Man. I like oh, I, never I like really him in some the of the comics, so I don't even know. Batman is just like it doesn't matter in what iteration; he's just amazing. <sighs> because I think I think, and this is this. There's a reason why. So I, I think I might agree with you at Batman being number one, and it's because of Christian Bale's Batman. I think Christian Bale yeah. killed those films: Batman Begins, Dark Knight. I mean, listen. 
I, I those those because of those films he he might edge out. And then I would say Wonder Woman is probably a close second. If we're talking about TV and and film, the only Batman that I didn't like were, were George Clooney and maybe just George oh. Clooney. Like I think even Val Kilmer did a thing. I, I, I think him. yeah, I think he did he did a pretty good job. I think Michael Michael Keaton killed it. Oh, he was awesome. I think Christian Bale killed it. I even think Ben Affleck killed it. He's not terrible. I, he's not my favorite, but he's just like he just okay, he has but. that look that that big brawler look. I love that. I think Robert Pattinson killed it. Oh, you know what Ben Affleck is to me? He's a little bit too sloppy to be Batman. He's like, kind of an older, you know what I mean? Like he's a, grizzled. It's okay. It's it, he was just okay. A, ageism. A, what's going on here? <laughs> what's happening? No, it had nothing to do with age. It's just him. He's almost like a little bit sloppier of a person. I don't know. There's something about him that's well, just guess like, what? He's good enough for J Lo. I mean, girl. J-Lo, if you're listening, I mean, first of all, thank you for tuning in. But, but secondly, I'm not hating on your male choice. But I'm just saying, for Batman, I don't know. There's just a, a, I don't know, just a physique, maybe, is, is the word that I'm looking for. And I don't think Ben has it. That's just my personal take. I'm just one little human being in the world. Anyway. Um, moving right along. Because I don't want no beef with J-Lo. <laughs> Look what you did. Yeah. You put me out there. J-Lo, I love She's you, She's coming at you. I love you so much. She's going to at you on Twitter. <laughs> my my Twitter is Rob Riv. <laughs> Put me on blast. I would be fine with, with J-Lo hate. <laughs> Any J-Lo attention would be amazing. Like, I don't want J-Lo I'm framing hate. that tweet. <laughs> Watch your no. back, you and your entire family. I'm going to put that right on my wall. This is wild. This is what you, Jenny from the block. Yeah. This is wild. I would not. I'm not okay with that. I want to be her friend, not not her enemy. All right, Rob. Let's uh, look into the future. Ooh, as we press fast forward on this episode. All right, I've got my binoculars here, <laughs> focusing. Which unrepresented group of people, Donnie? Would you love to see DC bring to the big screen or small screen? It's okay. Just a screen. You already know it is Latinos. I mean, again, I think DC has very much failed the Latino population and just being so underrepresented in all, you know, the in the body of work that DC has created that it's almost uncomfortable. Like, why in the world would Latinos be so underrepresented in the way that they are, or we are? Um, another um, underrepresented um, group, I would say, are, are Native Americans. Uh, Native Americans or First Nations people, the first people What would that here. look like? What, what, what do you, when you say these groups of people, like, give me, give me, Oh, give, give me a pitch. Like, what, 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 is this, what is this looking like? I'm going to pitch a Native American Captain America. They were the first in the America, so they would have, this is their land, so they would have the truest, if you will, uh, take on Ooh. what America should look like, what right and wrong is. I mean, they, you know, the Native American way is to live in harmony with the- They control the elements, maybe. Oh my goodness, absolutely. They, they, Air, they, they speak water, to the trees, they, they use that as kind of like communication with others. They, they listen to the- could be eagles yeah, like they turn into eagles oh my goodness yes oh my that God. would be so cool 
I'm all about that whole life. Yes. One, one guy turns like he's cursed and he turns into a raccoon. He's not <laughs> the rest of his this tribe turns into eagles. Eagles and oh, right. poor guy. That would be a bummer. It would be cool. Yeah. yeah, to infuse. So, yeah. so, so something like that, something along those lines of giving a a, a, a beloved character, the casting a native into a, a beloved uh, superhero role. I, I don't think we've ever mentioned. Have we mentioned this before? Like we go way back. Oh, you and I. Yeah, I'm sure we have in different episodes. We we we, we go way back, and and some of the way back, um, is like decades m- way back. Yeah, going going on a ministry trips to Native American context. Yes, and um. Forming friendships, mm-hmm. ministering alongside of, learning from. Oh my gosh, living, loving. Yeah. Yeah, and learning. I, I remember showing up for the first time, like going down to Oklahoma, and I thought Native Americans lived in teepees to the like to that day. And I was a, I was you know in high school maybe, fourteen, fifteen, so I was younger, but so ignorant. And I was like, oh, they wear Nikes and jeans and T-shirts just like me. Like, yeah. they're just normal people. The Hoopers. Who who knew? Yeah. I did not go all the way back. Our way back is like young adults. But anyway, um, you were going there far before, like, longer than I had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, but yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, so it is, it is a very interesting, because it's a, a culture, I think that we both have just affinity for, a mm-hmm. love for admiration of gratitude for like uh, we love native culture and so uh to see such a a glaring absence in the superhero realm for people that were here long before any of us were is again i think a a failure and and i was i would throw um uh, marvel under the uh, under the bus here as well like they have failed DC has failed, and you, like we have failed uh, the Native American culture. DC and Marvel, you have failed this city. You have failed. Is that Green Arrow? Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, you know it's interesting. I was recently, I was, I was just thinking about the Bible, mm-hmm. Revelation, um, and is it chapter seven? I forget where it talks about the multitude. Uh, people from every tribe and oh, tongue and yeah. nation uh, worshiping. And I understand, like, when I, when I read the Bible, I understand, like, it is, this is actually God's plan and, and, his, pr- and his intention is, is unity across mm-hmm. nations. It's, mm-hmm. it's not to be segregated. That's, that's, a, that's a colonial mm-hmm. concept. That's not a biblical concept. Absolutely. Okay? Absolutely. And so... I think even what I love when I see DC branching out, and I hope they do more as we're talking, mm-hmm. this is only, this is kind of like the heart of God mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. bring in people and give voice to people who, who don't have a voice. Mm-hmm. I would love to see, I was thinking about this, may, maybe like you go back in time to the Taino people, mm-hmm. and there's a group of people who had um, special powers of some sort, mm-hmm. And although the 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 tribe was was kind of done away with in this world, their blood passes on, and there are Boricuas in this world right now with that with that secret power. And there's like a, a society, not like kind of like X Men maybe or something, but but they have the power of the Taino or something. Ooh, I like that. So to bring kind of like that 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 history and um, 
And so as you as you see uh, Puerto Rico kind of diminished in the world, mm-hmm. uh, you recognize that that uh, there's still kind of a, a small group of people who are powerful and want to want to keep the preservation of the world. Or you know what? No, they're to the keep. You know what? I have a better idea. Okay, they're the okay. keepers of like the Caribbean. And there are these people all around the world, different ethnic groups, and they are keeping forces at bay. You know, maybe there's creatures underwater or in the mountains or in the forest. And mm-hmm. kind of right, like that's just off the cuff. Sorry. I like it. It's it's uh, kind of like Wakanda Forever, the Namor character yeah. and all the kind of I forget if they're Aztec or Mayan, but that kind mm-hmm. of that vibe. But for for Puerto Ricans with yeah. the Taino influence, that would be that would be very cool. Like, the opportunities are endless. And especially, kind of like you said earlier in the show, because there are so many different universes or, or pockets of stories, man, DC can take it and run with that that flexibility to introduce these newer characters or develop um, interesting individual. I, again, this is, this is across the, the uh, superhero, the comic culture. Like, all of these organizations should be looking at developing and, and creating more. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? What are you thinking? Pitch, pitch our, 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 our ideas idea. to them. <laughs> that would be very interesting. Well, DC has some stuff on the docket. We, we kind of hinted at some of that yes. already. Yes. What DC project has you most excited as you <sighs> as you look ahead? Putting on those binoculars. I about to say binoculars. Binoculars again. Binoculars. The binoculars. You already know. I'm so excited for Blue Beetle. So, uh, you know, hearkening back throughout the show, Latinos need representation as superheroes. Watching the trailer, one of the things that I really loved was the emphasis on family. And, you know, it's only a couple minutes, but you can already tell that there's family integrated throughout the film and for me in my life my family is hugely important rob i know that's the same for you the same for our producer rich like we're very family oriented people and so i was like oh my goodness i love that element so incredibly much also the star um, of the show um zolo mariduena he is um from netflix's cobra kai and so I, I actually really love the show. I liked Karate Kid, uh, you know, as a teenager when the films came out. Mm-hmm. So having a follow-up, <laughs> having a follow-up show uh, about the, you know, kind of where what happened with Johnny, and you know, like it's just awesome. So seeing him uh, in that show, and then now as Blue Beetle, I'm looking forward to it. Rob, what are you looking forward to? Definitely, I, I'm I'm the same as you, but but I'm just going to go a little bit, um, kind of off topic a little bit. Yeah. In terms of the diversity, mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to the Flash movie. I'm very, oh, really interested in that movie. It's okay. bringing back Michael Keaton. Yeah. And as we talked in a, about in our rewind, mm-hmm. Michael Keaton is very um, instrumental in my in my love for Batman. Hmm. And so same. Bring, bringing I would, him, I would say yeah, same. So bringing him back. Yeah, I'm I'm excited about about that. Yeah. Here's the weird thing. DC is now kind of under under um partly under the vision of James Gunn who brought Guardians of the Galaxy to life and and mm-hmm. he's responsible for The Suicide Squad mm-hmm. and also Peacemaker. Mm-hmm. 
the the show with uh, John Cena. Mm-hmm. And so he has he has some vision. He's very creative. But that means that the current DCEU that we are familiar with will end after Aquaman 2 in December. Oh, really? So I'm, I'm excited for after December just seeing where the DCEU goes. I hope Blue Beetle's a part of that because Blue Beetle comes out this year, right? Yeah, yeah. Really so um, I hope he's in the plans moving forward that this is not – he's part of this old DCEU and then they wipe him out. Like mm. – I don't want them going backwards yeah. in this relaunch. Yeah. I want to see diversity. Yeah, I want to see. I want to see the the America that I see when I step out the door. Mm. And you know what? The America that they see when they step outside their their doors might look very much like this white male dominated artistic form that they've given us so mm-hmm. far. So I mean, we need new writers. We need new creators. We need new artists. We need new, 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 new. Say less. <laughs> All right, Let's well, do it. Let's go. I mean, not me, but y'all. Oh, it is time to press pause, mm-hmm. like Selah, just breathe, and reflect on points that have stuck out to us or, mm-hmm. or takeaways. I like it. So let's press pause on this episode. Danny, what are your final thoughts on this topic? So comics, a uniquely American art form, are a powerful artistic medium. I hope a new generation of comic book writers and artists create new characters or new storylines to beloved characters. There is a responsibility to tell great stories that represent our beautiful country filled with wonderful and diverse people. Hmm. That's my final thought here. Rob, what's your your thought? Mine is... DC was once in a place of power. They've fallen from grace, but perhaps with this new regime, DC will take their rightful place as the king of comics. Oh my goodness. Well, I would absolutely I mean, technically, they were first on you know what like they beat Marvel by five years. Did to, they? Yeah, no, to the super, to the superhero world. Like they were first. So I, it would be great to see them back on I, I do I love both both uh DC and one hundred percent, but if you look at like the top superheroes, I the mean, Batman. It sh- <laughs> the top, yes, Batman. But then if you also look at Superman, like what in the world? How in the world is DC not dominating? So exactly. I, I, I 100% no, agree. No, I think my my takeaway from all of this is there is there's a lot to celebrate in what DC has done, but I want to wait and see this next. Uh, you know, mm. this next phase. Mm-hmm. And I hope we get a lot more representation. Um, as you mentioned before, 44% of women um, go to the go to the theaters. And I don't have the stats on... Go dif- to the theaters to see superhero movies Superhero movies, okay. Yeah, yeah. And I don't have the stats on, on different, you know, ethnic groups. Mm. Mm-hmm. But I know that when I go see these movies, I see a diverse mm. group of people. Mm-hmm. Um, so if that's who's interested in the movies, it only makes sense to give a voice to those people on the big screen. Absolutely. Well, it is that time in the show where we press stop. So thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Mixed Take. Join us next time as we continue this journey in the far stretches of the universe. 
If you enjoyed this episode, please give us five stars on Apple Podcasts or wherever you tune in. And also head over to world.spoken.com, a site preparing the Mestizo Church for cultural change, where you'll find information on consulting services, thought-provoking blog posts, and other great uh, podcasts such as The Feature, Questions from the Pew, La Ventanita, The Mestizo Podcast, the show for the mixed people of the mixed church. Also, head over to worldoutspoken.com and order some cool merch. Church merch. I love. Oh, man, you're flowing. Go ahead. Keep going. <laughs> my recommendations would probably be a hoodie. Uh, it's one of my favorites. Oh, my goodness. What? It's like a pajama. It is like a It's so like soft. When I'm, oh, my God. Buttery. It it's, is. It's pretty wonderful. It is so comfortable. Yes. I'm not just saying that. That is 100% my. Yeah, it's buttery. Yeah, buttery. Also, also, you can follow us on Instagram at Mixtake. We're also on, uh, what's the one that our parents are on? Oh, Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. We're yeah, also on yeah, Facebook. Yeah. You can also follow me on Twitter at Rob Riv and follow Donnie at Donnie Jack. How do you spell that? D-O-N-I-J-A-C. Nice. Well, special thanks to the man behind the scenes helping us troubleshoot all of our technology problems. (laughs) Richie! Rich Hurtado. Special thanks to Emmanuel Padilla. I don't know why I can't say his name right now. And the whole World Outspoken crew. We hope you join us again uh, as we continue to dive into the nerdy, the nerdiest, the nerdiest realm. The nerdiest part of the world of culture, influence, and entertainment. And until next time... Cut. It's a wrap. <laughs>